We want to welcome you guys back to the Free Worship Podcast. We're so excited to bring you another episode. We have so yes. many things to talk about today. Um, before we get started, we just want to shout out our uh, partners with Sweetwater. They've been able to Wonderful provide us Sweetwater. all of this stuff that you see here, these awesome stands, the mics, the interface that's off screen. Um, and we want to encourage you to use that partnership to help us by going. We're going to provide links in on YouTube if you want to go to YouTube, if you want to go to some of our, maybe our, we'll drop it on our website. We'll do mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, that you can go to that and see all the stuff that we use when we're at church, when we're out uh, ministering at other churches, uh, when we're wherever we are. We, we, we're going to put all our stuff there so you can kind of see how we do what we do. And if you purchase from there, uh, some of the proceeds go back to us and it really helps us continue what we do. So yeah. if you really want to help us out, go to that link, check it out and purchase from there. Um, before we get started, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Anthony. I am Alex. I'm Joseph. And we have a special guest with us today. I don't want to say like so special because it makes it seem like, oh, Not that special. you know, like, no, he special. was with us forever and he is part of us, <laughs> you know, and that makes it seem like if he's special that he's not family, but he is family. Literally to me, we have the one, the only Pastor Anders with us What's in up, the everybody? house. Yeah. Hey, oh. So happy to be here. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for this awesome opportunity. Yes. He um, now lives in Colorado with my sister, and he is here um, on a little vacay. And we were like, well, you have to come by because we need your wisdom. So and you don't have a choice. <laughs> Before we get into the topic that we are going to discuss, which I'm sure is going to be very good, what are your top five this is hard super hard but everyone has to do it when they come on the podcast anytime podcast. there's a top list it's it's yeah it's impossible super of controversial. all time for you <laughs> obviously fighting. we think that once we hear someone's praise and worship songs you get to know who they mm. are mm. and like mm. what kind of connects them to church and their contacts and all of that fun stuff so we're excited to hear your top yeah. five so that actually that puts some helpful context in it like because when i was thinking of top five they kind of helped me with this question a little earlier i'm thinking like is this like what means the most to me is mm -hmm. it the songs i think are written the best because the songs that are like the most nostalgic are not the yeah. best written yeah, songs yeah. but it's right, like, right, right. that's when i had a moment yeah to you to okay, you okay. yeah yeah, yeah. It's well then probably have to go back to like usually we think of when we felt like we encountered jesus the most around certain songs so for me man like a old old song that was like super special to me was um uh, did you ever hear the song called Did You Feel the Mountains Tremble? Negative. Uh, so. <laughs> look at look at look at Joseph. He's I like, think I so, think so. Baby, I think so. How does it go? Okay. Did you feel the mountains tremble? <laughs> what? Did you hear the oceans roar? Dude, uh, so delirious. Like they were like oh, the Coldplay two of Christian worship music. I've heard the name. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I know delirious. Song, I just, so, just this is good. Don't know the song. Uh, so that okay. one was super special. There was a. I went to a vineyard church for a while. There was this song that came out called "Come Now Is the Time to Worship," yeah, which was like, yeah, that was a super. You guys grew up in the same. We're the same human. Um, so that, but then like youth group, like kind of like, uh, I remember when the CD, um, of Hillsong United came first, like when mm -hmm. they start, first started doing songs and yeah, CDs, like, yeah, yeah. um, like the stand. Yeah. Um, Wait, how does that one go? So I'll stand with arms high and heart up and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, shout unto God. 
Shout out to God with, with the, the voice of child. I mean, like when you're Shout a youth, like at youth camp, yeah, yeah. That yeah. song played. That's it. Yeah. There was no order just to that drums. song. It just went yeah. forever. As long as that was you sang that for the whole. That's a good one. So. Those were like some these, of <laughs> probably like the older ones that like meant a lot to me, you know. And then also like um, when Kim Walker did uh, "How He Loves," like oh, that was a yeah. huge deal for my age group at the time. And um, uh, there was one other. Oh, um, nah, I can't even think of it. But those were oh, like Revelation so song, like that kind of mm, era yes. when some of that stuff was coming out. It was mm. that was like ri- when I was like taking Jesus more seriously. So those songs like probably helped me out a lot. So. Yes, yeah. like we said. The the songs say a lot about where you came from. Because mm-hmm. so, like me and you, we we grew up in Hispanic, never we could kind of never heard of these songs. But that's mm-hmm. that's just kind of what it is. But yeah. they, they they give you a it's like an ancestry DNA of your church history when you when you give your Terrible. top fives. Yeah. So that's yeah. really cool. It's really that's really cool. I would love um for you to kind of take us back to how you got to Chicago. Cause right now you live in Colorado and mm-hmm. that's where you were uh born and raised. And then you made your way here to Chicago uh, to marry my sister. And then kind of give us a short history, how that happened, and your transition uh, getting here eight years ago and how that was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I met Jasenia, my wife, in kind of a ministry school in Atlanta. We spent three years there. And we were kind of like helping lead the worship of like the program, the school there in Atlanta. Uh, and so basically after that time ended there, she's like, well, I'm from Chicago. And uh, if you want to keep getting to know me, you should just probably consider moving to Chicago, <laughs> hey, if you're um, serious, you know, then. and I liked her a lot. So it was a pretty <laughs> practical decision. I wouldn't, you know, God uses practical yeah. things, I think, to make, help us make big spiritual decisions as well. Uh, and so like, yeah, I just packed up my little rodeo and drove. <laughs> I had rodeo. like, literally Crazy. I had like a suitcase of clothes. I had like a guitar amp. My like two guitars and like that was in the who knows maybe a bedside table or something. I don't know like and packed it in my car and just drove out to Chicago and started living here and uh, before I had a job lined up with the church my goal was just to like you know work at a restaurant or whatever and then help serve seriously on yeah, the worship yeah. team yeah I was you gonna didn't move come here with with the job no, besides no. like the I was I was coming. Just to be a part of the church and help out in in that process, kind of uh, there was an opening okay. at the church. So, but I was already mm-hmm. like planning on moving out anyways before yeah, yeah. that job mm-hmm. kind of opened up. So I was just like, I'll just work at a restaurant and help yeah. with the worship team, or I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. figure out how to get plugged in. So. Yeah, I remember when you came, you had long hair. You do, sure did. I, yeah, hey, it was like a mullet. I tried, yeah, I wish we had the, I the tried picture. to tell. Oh. We can There's probably a find we one. have in the green room where you have like a shaggy. Oh yeah, like from. Somewhere. I try yeah. to tell my wife every day, like you fell in love with me when I looked like that. So we probably should go. I'm trying to go back to that haircut. Yeah, She's no, like, we're no, not there yet, no. You know, let's so. not go back right. to the past. No, okay. So, um, how was that culturally a yeah. shock, right? Because we are obviously we are Puerto Rican, but it's a Puerto Rican church. So culturally. The shift in church, but also in worship. How was that for you? Yeah, totally. Um, I felt like I got culture shock out of my system. I thought I had when I mm. moved from Denver to Atlanta. Because yeah, like yeah. that was super different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, like I can move to Chicago. It's just another big city. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, like yeah. finding this really tight-knit community that mm-hmm. has obviously deep, really important roots. Uh, it was a big, it was another big difference. It wasn't like scary or hard or difficult, but it was like a lot different. Yeah. Um, and one of the ways that it was a lot different was expressed through 
worship. I mean, like right. songs I've never heard in my life, you know, like <laughs> artists I've never heard of in my life, musical techniques expressed through worship songs that I'm, I came from like four chord CCM kind of worship, right. which was, and like, how, how much reverb can you have on your guitar? That means you're really good, you know? Yeah. Um, and then coming here and it's like, oh, wow, there's eight guitar parts or whatever in this one song. And, and two guys play all of them. And you're just like, what? How does this work? So that was definitely a huge shift. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you remember like the first couple of rehearsals and like uh, where you're like, what do yeah. I do here Yeah, now? totally. I, we used to practice in what's the Spanish campus now on like Tuesday nights for Sundays because we were still in the high school. Okay. So I remember the first couple of times I came, I didn't really understand like how to be prepared for the songs or whatever. I just kind of came and thought like at mm. rehearsal, we're, we'll work some of these things out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some of the songs, like as I'm hearing the band play them, I'm like, oh gosh, I like have no idea what to do. Like, <laughs> and this is like super embarrassing. And you guys probably knew it the whole time and you were just being nice. Cause like this guy just moved and we got to be kind or whatever. But there were songs I literally either didn't play anything. Or I would like find the one note of the like mm. of the song. Like, yeah, the yeah, song yeah. was in C. I'd find a C. <laughs> just rock the and just like ding 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 ding. I've done that. That's like I was just like, what do I what do? do? I, do? I don't know. I've never heard this. Oh, it's man. so strange. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. What would you say is like the biggest difference from the worship here? Uh, I guess against or how you were raised in worship. Now yeah. you you could come at us too, so nah, don't feel nah, like you nah. have to. Because I know that there's a there's yeah. a difference. Totally different, yeah. What would be the biggest or some of the, the differences there? Um, I think for one, it was like I the best way I can describe it is like I my understanding of worship music existed on like one half of a circle. And then when I came to Chicago, it was like there was this whole other half of worship music that I'd never heard before, I guess. That's interesting. Um, and so a lot of artists there there was two sides of it. One, there was this kind of um traditional Hispanic or Spanish Pentecostal type mm-hmm. songs yeah. that meant a lot to you guys. I could see really quickly. And mm-hmm. then there was the other side of it that I wasn't really used to was more like kind of uh, more of an inner city gospel type feel of music, which yeah. I also like was not really accustomed to or used to. And so that was kind of like mm-hmm. the biggest difference. Here's a question we've asked other people. If you had to take pieces from what you grew up in and pieces of what you had and made some kind of hybrid beautiful thing anders perfect worship mm-hmm. what would you keep from mm-hmm. both not mm-hmm. not saying what's yeah. better but yeah. what would you keep from both to make this ultimate worship that's good uh I'm putting you on the spot this you know? yeah this is no but actually this is a good question because i feel like over the years and i'm not trying to like do like some shameless plug like over the years as free worship evolved and massaged through a lot of that stuff i feel like a lot of the sounds that are coming out of free worship today do kind of that Okay, and that's why some of my favorite songs literally. Aww. I didn't say them in the nostalgia part, but I have on, like on a list some of my favorite worship songs. Literally, are songs that have come out of free worship yeah. because you get. I think the the stuff that I love is like the um, effects driven kind of guitar parts and using every instrument. Like I feel like a lot of times in kind of the more simpler CCM, there's like this really great mm-hmm. highlight of every instrument at the right time. Mm-hmm. Like you, when you hear this really good synth pad. And then you hear this really cool guitar part and you and how those things work mm-hmm. weave together. So if I could take that and and then the simplicity of of some actually no, I'd get rid of probably the really wordy songs. Sometimes CCM stuff gets way too wordy and it's yeah. hard mm-hmm. to like repeat. So, to, yeah. so then if you could take that, but then mix it with um kind of some of the musical complexity of like gospel music, 
Um, and then some of the singability of gospel music. Mm-hmm. Like you can yeah. sometimes in a gospel song, you'll hit that chorus that everyone just yeah. like wants right. to hear. Yeah. It's so easy yeah. to sing out. Yeah. Um, so yeah. taking probably the musical style as far as sounds and scope of of kind of more of the CCM stuff and then mixing it with a little bit more of the com- the musical complexity mm-hmm. and then the singability of, uh, okay. of like a gospel. That's really good. That'd be like my best way to describe yeah. it. Now, here's a question that I think everyone can relate to, whether you're in worship or not. Just maybe you're just at work and you're part of a team. How do you rehearse a song that you just do not like? You just, how do you worship to a song um, that you just like, yeah. I cannot with this song. Totally. Like if totally. this song could, like, how do you do that? Right. Like, how are you spending hours practicing or how are you spending services singing or playing? And you're like, I hope, I hope this is reaching somebody because yeah. it's, not, it's not reaching me yeah. right now. Yeah. No, that's super tough. I think, and I've, I've not always been, I, I haven't always had this figured out. I think I was really immature um, when I first moved here with understanding how that stuff worked. And there was probably a lot of times where it was kind of like, I saw a song on a set list that I was like, this song does nothing for me. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. honestly made me, yeah. I was not inspired because I felt like this song doesn't speak to me. I guess maybe in an immature way, I thought it probably doesn't speak to anyone else either. And yeah. I, there's no yeah. need to like put a ton of energy into this. But man, if, if there was a song on the list that like I really identified with, it was so much easier for me to like put that blast that song through my speakers at home and like get my guitar yeah. out and really yeah. try to work through it. Cause mm. it was like, I want to represent the parts of this song that mean something to me, yeah. you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think I just, I probably put a lot, uh, way too much emphasis on like personal preference. Um, and not enough emphasis on like the fact that I'm on a team that's singing to people yeah. and this team that grew up with these people. I mean, you guys as the leaders of the mm-hmm. worship team, trusting that you as Mm -hmm. the leaders understand and know the songs that are going to be, you know, best for our people, not just best Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that makes sense. What would you say, Joseph? I mean, we ask you to do a lot of things that you don't want to do. So you have, (laughs) you can relate to this very well. Cause we tell you to sing, you don't want to do that. We tell you now you got to pay the bass, no more electric guitar. Yeah. I mean, but just in general, how do you continue in doing things when it's not your preference? Yeah. Um, I think for me, and yeah, like as as I've talked to like Anthony and stuff about, you know, playing bass or guitar or whatever it is, um, there have been like good amounts of time where I've been like, I just don't like what I'm doing at all. Mm-hmm. And th- I think it, it goes through its little cycle of um, I, I completely hate this. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. And then to like, OK, I'm getting used to it to like, I love it. Mm-hmm. I wish like now knowing that. I think you really need to get into the perspective of like skipping that first I completely hate this because in reality, like Anders was just saying, it's not about like me in that mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. Playing on a Sunday, playing on a Wednesday, whatever it is, when you're playing in front of a congregation and you're leading people in worship, it never is about you. Um, it's first about God and first and second really mm-hmm. about leading other people. Right. Um, and so you really have to like separate yourself from like your your feelings of the song or of the position mm-hmm. that you're in and just be like, I'm going to do this because um, I love God and I love people and right. I, and I want to lead them. And then the, the secondary of like, I actually kind of like doing this sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of thing will come. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how it's been for me, especially with bass. Like, you know, I, me yeah. and Anthony had all these talks. I'm like, I hate bass, man. I don't want to do this. Uh, to like, you know, just real, like, you know, in my feeling stuff. But um, just like after getting past that, I was like, you know, this, this really isn't bad. And I've ended up like, 
actually become good at it. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, no, like, he slaps. Like, <laughs> like spending time and like practicing bass and like actually getting good at it. And you know, thank God we mm-hmm. had Aaron there to yeah. kind of like pull from him and 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 yeah. get some ideas from him. But like, yeah, you just you have to separate yourself from that because if you're just completely yeah. like in your feelings about it, it's going to be all about you and and what you like and right. Like, yeah. there's this moment in the scriptures, right, when Jesus is faced with preference, right, mm-hmm. in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's he's like God. I don't, I don't want to do, do this. You know, like, take could you this take this? Right? He, said, yeah. he literally <laughs> presents his preference to God, right. but ends that prayer by saying, not my will, but right. your will be done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if done. Jesus could sacrifice preference when it comes to his life, yeah. like right. giving his life, yeah. right, right. and we can't sacrifice we preference when it comes to like, I don't yeah. like this song mm. or I don't like this instrument. It's mm-hmm. like, then maybe we really shouldn't be serving on a worship team. Worshiping. God, yeah. you know, right. the, the Jesus, the wow. God who laid down his preference for the sake of, you know, humanity. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I needed I to know. hear that this past Sunday because we did a song for Altar Call that I... <laughs> you mentioned this before. It's an awesome do not song. Like, I, don't, I don't want to say the song because oh, okay. I already referenced the song <laughs> in another podcast that it's not my favorite, so I Got don't want to do it two times. Wow. But we did the song for Altar Call. Okay. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah. But... We did it because it fit with the sermon, yeah. like perfectly. Yeah. So we're like, okay, let's do it. I, I, I obviously wasn't like, guys, I hate this song. Yeah. Um, but in that instance, it was like, I'm really focused on the Lord at that point because it's not my faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I want to jump, like the idea, I've, and I've said this analogy before. Um, the worship team is uh, waiters and waitresses at God's dinner date with, with his mm-hmm. congregation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I guarantee that waiters and waitresses serve food to people that they pers- personally don't like. Right. Yeah. Guarantee it. Yeah. Correct. For sure. Allergic but it has to nothing to do with, with you. Them. Yeah, they don't like the way it tastes. They're yeah. allergic to it. Right. Mm. But they have to do it. It's what they they've. Like it. they, it's what God has ordered for His bride. So that when right. I when it comes to the preference thing, yeah, that's good. That's the first. Like, there's there's plenty of songs where I'm like, this is mm. not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I say, okay. This this is this is going to speak to somebody in a way that God needs mm. to speak to somebody. Right, yeah. and they're going to yeah. eat it. This and is funny. Love it. Okay, literally the other day, my wife and I were talking about some of the songs that meant the most to us, and so I played one of the songs, probably one of the ones I listed earlier, and she was like listening to it for a while, and then she goes, "Is this like how you feel when I play songs I like?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I don't know, like." How do you feel? And she's like, like this just doesn't do anything for yeah. me. And I'm in the kitchen, like washing dishes, singing the song at like, the top of is, my lungs. Yeah, this is yeah. my heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! You connect me. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I guess that is like when you put on, I don't know, something from, from that our means youth. a lot to yeah. you. I it just doesn't. I appreciate it, but it doesn't like send me where she it sends totally you. rained on your parade. <laughs> yeah, <she did. laughs> like, is this how it feels when you listen to my music? <laughs> Are you feeling anything yeah. right now? It was a good though. We had a good like. You know, hey, that's that's. I'm sorry. That's yeah. that same feeling when you like show a friend a new song, and you're like bumping in the car, and you and look back, like, and they're just like, "Yeah, it's all right." That happened. Yeah. Just looking at you. Like, <laughs> that happened to me with random story. That happened to me with uh, Charlie in the back the other day. We're going through. I showed her what's that the song that she likes right now. Uh, I just met you, and this Carly is Ray, crazy. Yes. She loved that one. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I have to show her the rest of the stuff from my childhood. I showed her Owl City, and she's like, "This is not good, but." <laughs> I was like, I was, I was slightly offended. You're like, like, no, my you, spirit. No. I'm like, no, you don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know what music is. What you know? You don't know nothing. It's great. Uh, yeah, I turned on, I turned on uh, little, little kids' music at that point. We didn't, we're not listening to anything good. <laughs> 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 
You're not at that level no, yet. No, so no, appreciate you don't this. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that we were looking at or wanting to discuss also was, is it important? And you could say it's not. This is a free space here, open space. Is yeah. it important to sing different styles and genres of songs at your church? Mm. If so, why do you feel that way? Or why do you feel like it's not that important? It's good. I think, you know, I think the obvious, to me, I'll say the obvious answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you said different genres of songs? Different styles, different genres, different languages, different. Just... I think, I think well, on every Sunday morning, you're trying to match what heaven looks like. You're trying to, you're trying to bring heaven on earth, mm-hmm. singing praises to God. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a specific style in, in heaven. I think, I think everything's happening. So mm-hmm. like, if you want to imitate that, you want to kind of sing a little bit of everything. I could mm-hmm. be, I could be wrong. Um, I don't, I don't know that. I don't, I'm trying to, in my head, I'm running through the reasons mm-hmm. as to why not. Well, the, in this article that I was reading, it was stating that you shouldn't do genres of songs or languages or stuff like that inside your church if it doesn't represent your church. So if those people are not actually in the building, you shouldn't do it. You should only do worship and languages and different genres that reflect the people in the congregation. And I'm going to say this, and... If this is not what 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 this is saying, then 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 call me out on it. But that to me seems like I don't eat Chinese food because I'm not Chinese, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Like I I enjoy that. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense to us because we be like, we're gonna do a do song everything. where we're gonna do Swedish, yeah. uh, you know, Swedish worship songs, and bring in somebody you know from Sweden, or we're gonna do this, or we're gonna try this, and we're gonna yeah. sing it in different languages. Yeah. We had Josh. Singing different languages. Was it Telugu or something? That's sometimes Tagalog. Yeah. I think. Oh, Telugu was the only one. Tagalog was the one Josh sang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we got to be careful with that because on the one hand, the kind of simple answer would be like, well, what's the worship style of heaven? Which, first of all, none of us know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Angels are singing holy, holy, holy all the time. So we actually don't know. But sometimes I think. If we're if we are not careful, we can that can also be flipped the other way and give someone kind of the ammunition to be like, well, then we'll just do whatever songs we want and not consider other cultures and stuff like that. One thing yeah. that I think um, American church doesn't do very well is we often forget that the kind of bo- things that separate us culturally here on Earth are not representative of the condition of community in heaven. Like, say, we, what do you mean by that? Like yeah. we have. We have here in America, like like our tribes of culture, or like our mm-hmm. cultures and subcultures mm-hmm. and sub subcultures. These things that mm-hmm. separate us here on Earth that aren't nece- that's not necessarily indicative of the condition of community in heaven. Like yeah. those mm-hmm. things, some of the things, whether it's skin tone or it's musical yeah. preference or it's food preference, the, the preferences that we hold mm-hmm. so dearly here on Earth are all representative of a physical body that's like passing away. Right. You know what I mean? But it, I know that it does mention in Revelation talking about um, from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne totally. and before the Lamb. Um, I think that is more what we're trying to to get at. How do we go beyond the boundaries of our four right, walls and right. saying like, well, everyone is just going to sing in English. Yeah. Well, so, everyone is right. just going to, you know. So that being said, that argument of like, 
well, how is it going to be in heaven? That's that's a good thing to think about. But I, I think we also need to be considerate of the kind of cultural boundaries that that we're in here on earth because that may help someone connect to Jesus in a, in a really special way. Um, yeah. And also to the point of the article, how on earth do you always know who's in your yeah. church all the time? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had, even even since I've moved mm-hmm. to a new church, totally different culture in Denver, but we, like there was a, a day where the worship team did part of the song in Spanish and I the feedback I got from so many people that maybe you didn't you did or didn't know they came from kind of a Spanish speaking heritage was like right. gosh that song yeah. like it made it, me come alive yeah. it made me yeah. so like for people to hear it right. in a way that like speaks to them man that's a huge yeah. deal you gotta yeah. consider that I'm always I just love when different cultures are represented in worship and we try different things and we kind of push the boundaries yeah. in that and make the congregation yeah. Uh, push the boundaries as well and thinking like, oh, I can't, maybe I don't know what it's saying, but the lyrics at the bottom saying that it's glorifying Jesus so I can yeah. sing it. I remember this one time a couple years ago, this African-American lady in our church came up to me and she shared her testimony and she said, um, you know, in the beginning when you guys would incorporate Spanish songs here and there in the worship set list, I, I would be worshiping when it was in English and then when it was in Spanish, I would kind of put my hands down because I'm like, oh, I don't know what they're saying and also mm. i don't speak spanish so this is not for me this is for the people in the room that speak spanish mm, yeah. and then she was um she said and then i was later convicted because when i would go to mm. weddings or birthday parties and they were playing bachata or merengue or salsa or whatever <laughs> i'm get, dancing get to moves, it i'm yeah. getting on the dance floor yeah. and i'm having the best time yeah. and i'm grooving to it and i love it i don't know what they're saying but i'm trying to yeah. sing it and so I got convicted because I'm like, wow, I can appreciate that culture and I can dance and I can do all that. But when it comes to church, why do I feel like I have to put my hands on? Mm, so she was like, it really liberated me, made me feel like, hey, I know that we're worshiping God in this yeah. language. And yeah. so I need to worship him also in this language and appreciate the culture. And that really did wonders for me. I'm so glad that she came up to me and told me that because sometimes I would feel bad. Uh, for the people in the congregation yeah. who are like, this is, I have no connection to this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know what you guys are saying. It kind of reaffirmed like, oh, people can appreciate mm. multicultural totally. worship yeah. or, and it's, you know. I think it's a teaching thing for the congregation. Like, I feel like it's, it's not comfortable and it's not easy and it's not whatever. But as we c- continue with our s- small or large communities of worshipers to express worship in that way we are, like that lady would have never had that revelation had you said well we don't have that many spanish people in this service so we're not going to right, do it right right or we have a spanish campus if they want to go sure. that's something that i've said multiple times if you want spanish we got spanish campus a couple blocks down right. we're going to do english over here but it's right. like <laughs> but you you taught her something like or she was taught something by the holy spirit through that experience yeah. and yeah. so i think that's important to consider too you know it's part part of that it, it might be uncomfortable for a, a couple months while you switch that up, but it's like you're training and teaching your people um, to worship God mm-hmm. outside of like the boundaries that they're used to here uh, um, that we categorize ourselves in here on earth. Mm-hmm. So it's good. I always love it too when churches do certain things to highlight totally. different cultures. I'm always, even if I know nothing about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so <laughs> totally. beautiful. This is so cool. Yeah. You feel like you're soaking in. Um, yeah. someone's heritage and so to be able to do that within the church and highlight it in a way that just brings like honoring to that heritage yeah. is always so great so good. did you feel like you had a difficult time 
transitioning because you know what you... with me it's i know i'm white like best friend <laughs> um <laughs> but <laughs> i grew up going to a church like uh, whichever way is central i think that way like okay. like no, uh, no yes, this way, this way? This yeah, way. Central, central, this way. oh yeah, yeah okay sorry um <laughs> i grew up going to a church that was like right here mm -hmm. uh -huh. um and it was full of black and hispanic people and even though i knew the songs that he was talking about it wasn't because i learned them at the church i grew mm -hmm. up and it was more like my mom liked it um or like i went to with my dad i went to a filipino church for a while and they did a lot of hill song and older like mm. you know, ccm white worship and stuff um so that's where i learned that but like where i really grew up was like here in, in a way like when it came to church and, and some school and stuff like that like almost always i was going to church here so i was used to like gospel and, and things like that i never i didn't really pick up instruments until later on and learn how to play that stuff um but as far as like listening to it and being in it like it like speaking tongues whatever it was like that didn't mm -hmm. like scare me or anything like that it was I was kind of already used to it because I, I grew up yeah. more in a Pentecostal sort of setting. But yeah. Here's a question. Culture, you were talking about cultural diversity. And I feel like there's a culture of a specific style of worship or specific style of music. Let's, not, let's, 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 let's narrow it down to the music style of music in the church. There's a specific style of like gospel or CCM. We've, those are the two big ones that we've mentioned. Should we be more diverse in the type of music that we play in the church. With, if we're trying to speak more to the culture, cultural diversity, mm -hmm. should we be tapping into like playing hip hop on Sundays? Oh. Should we be tapping into playing salsa music on Sundays? Mm. Should like should our church be representative in that way? Does that is that like a is, is that any conversation in this in this article? Um they had said like one of their examples was like if you don't have someone in your congregation, again, how do you know who's in your congregation? But like, if you don't have someone in your congregation from Jamaica, you don't, you shouldn't feel pressured to do reggae on a Sunday, yeah. like only reflect the people that are in there. Um, I could see it being, here's the thing. <laughs> Whatever you do, you want to do well. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's right. a caveat to this I can see a lot of these things going south. Yes. Totally. And so you want to do it in a way that's honoring and you, like it appreciates the genre instead of like, ooh, right. You probably shouldn't have tried that. Like, are you doing I think it too a much line. for the sake of doing too much? Yeah. Rather yeah. than like, but this you're not fits doing somewhere. it well. And right. you're like, oh, you know how to play this instrument. So you should know how to, you know how to play the piano. So you should know how to do salsa. Yeah. Uh, no. If you've been playing CCM your whole life, you are not going to know how to play that. Yeah. So yes. they, it could, it could crash and burn. <laughs> yeah. That, I think, I think my question comes along with the with the understanding like with the asterisk that says everybody is fully capable to touch whatever they're touching yeah. yeah i think i think too for me it's like if you have someone on your team your worship team or in your congregation or something that's like i really love this style of music and they bring it right. to the table right, that you're right, not yeah. like yeah no yeah. that's not that's not what we yeah, do yeah. because 100%. we've never done it but it's like if there's someone there who's like you know, I'm a DJ or whatever, and I can yeah. DJ the Thanksgiving staff or whatever. Right. Like I can find yeah. ways to use that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah if sure. if it's on your team, but I do have an issue with I think people doing it now. I well. mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been, but like you've been, if you've ever been to like a church service where you or a conference or something where a church is trying to do their worship team tried really hard to do something like that is out yes. of mm -hmm. their maybe skill set or whatever. Um, and sometimes it just, it's like you can really tell from a mile away that that's inauthentic. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, you wrote a rap part for this worship song for this kid in your youth group who likes rap music, but like it, mm-hmm. it just fe- it feels wrong. Like it's not fitting. It doesn't yeah. work. You know what I mean? Like right. W- whereas there's a difference between that and man, we have this really this connection with someone who's really skilled or really talented in this in this area mm-hmm. and can bring this mm-hmm. lyrical poetry thing that like is really going to impact a lot of people. And so yes, um, sometimes you I think as churches we just got to be careful. Like yes we should be able to express cultural diversity but at the same time you can't you don't if you if it feels off inauthentic in any way yeah. like that's a distraction from the yeah. purpose yes, of it like it's yes, not yes, an, yes, yes, it's yes. not an authentic expression yeah. of worship from who you are it's more like we're trying to do something big or different or yeah, edgy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. just for yeah. the sake of doing yeah. it you know yeah. I, I think the the, the attention then goes there to how can we please people versus how can we mm-hmm. please god and you don't want to <laughs> Then the question is: yeah. Are you saying God's not pleased with rap music? Rap music. I'm not, not saying that. <laughs> but if, if your focus, or if your you? heart is, I I want to try to either look good or I want to try and like we want to portray ourselves as something else, and your mm-hmm. focus and all of your attention yeah. is yeah, in that. Mm-hmm. Like then you're. I feel like you're getting away from the purpose of let's connect to God and connect to mm-hmm. people. You know what I mean? I mean? I just, there's I, a, I like there's a fine a line. Yeah. Well, let me play devil's advocate a little bit because yeah. I do enjoy when people who don't speak Spanish, like white people or whatever, <laughs> and they sing in Spanish, I'd be like, yes, sing it. Like if I'm in the church yeah, and they're singing yeah. it and they're trying right. and they're rolling their R's, I'm like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Like I love that because they're like, I'm not afraid to dive yeah, into your culture. Totally. Yeah. So there is a fine line because yeah. I don't want people to... To hear this and feel like, oh, well, we don't have any brown people, so we should do Spanish. But it's like, no, oh, like, no, yeah. you can. We're just saying, you know, be careful. Yeah, I think yeah, there is, there is like a space between trying really well and doing something that like you could try as hard as you can, but it just ends up being more yeah. embarrassing yeah, than yeah. it is like, a, like an honest. Yes, yeah, and that's something part. you want to stay away from as well. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I think the distracting part, you, you, yeah, you miss, you totally miss the mark. If people are like, after the service, oh my gosh, should you, you know, in a funny way and not like a, wow, that was really cool. I never heard that song done in that language, you know. Uh, The the other question I have, or I had, or the last one I had was, what does it do for the body? What does it do for the church? If we're saying that this is so important and we should try, you should step out if you have someone on your team that that can speak another language or that can whatever what does that do for the congregation for the body how does it help i think i think it brings value and inclusion and that's a i think sometimes it's a scary word um i think it values the people that you're it, it lets them know that I, like i care about you I, mm-hmm. I I feel like it's a musical hug, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Aww. Like if I'm if I'm trying to do good, something yeah. for if I'm trying to do something that's out of, we're doing it well. We we already yeah. said that mm-hmm. if you're doing it poorly, don't do it. Yeah. But if we're doing it well and and we're 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 trying to reach a a, a people group that that's not necessarily what we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's like giving them a big embrace. Like, hey, we understand that this music, this style of music, is all worship, but this style of music touches you in a specific way yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so here's here's how we want to make you feel at home here yeah that's how i see that mm-hmm. that's good and I, I think like to, i guess to take it a step farther 
doing it for the purpose that when someone feels released to express worship in the way that like really makes sense to them, it, it fosters a, uh, another connection point between them and Jesus. Yeah. Like, well, like we can't just do these other genres or experiment with other things just for the sake of, we want the people to feel good right? Yeah. Um, because they could feel good and still yeah. not be thinking about their relationship with Christ or experiencing conviction from the Holy spirit or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> And so, like Paul says, like, my conscience is clear, but that doesn't mean I'm not guilty, right? And right. so we could mm -hmm. do all these different songs that make people feel like, I like being in church. Um, but if it's not fostering this connection with the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit that's bringing about that kind of, like, conviction or that desire to change or that desire to be more like Jesus, uh, you know, then then it kind of loses its purpose. And so, um, so, so, yeah, that's why I think, like, it, it will really benefit a team to try to do things a little bit differently or try to, to branch out and, and, but also treading, you know, lightly in that, mm -hmm. in those areas, because you, you might breach that line of like becoming inauthentic or yeah. forcing mm -hmm. something yeah. that isn't really beneficial. Um, and so it just takes time. And I think like seeing, like I said before, seeing how free worship has transformed over the years. Um, I remember have. when we, I remember at one point when um, Israel came out with uh, our God reigns and mm -hmm. we were like, this song is so cool. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. As a white person, I love it. As a as a gospel artist, I love it. As a Hispanic person, I love. It. I mean, like yeah, we all, yeah. for different reasons, yeah. love the song. We're like, how could we find a way to express all these different cultural mm -hmm. styles through one song? Yeah. And I think like songs like "Already Done" and "Here Comes the Kingdom" and just some of these new things that are coming out. Like, gosh, they totally step into both of these lanes at different points of the music. Mom, go ahead and promote us. Though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm free worship's biggest fan. Seriously. I'll be like, I'll be out putting them on well, playlists. You, you're writing these nobody songs. Fo nobody though. follows my playlist, but I'll be putting them on. Uh, <laughs> Anders is also a big songwriter for free worship. So if you yeah. love the lyrics, then go ahead and, you know, thank Anders. Nah, nah. I really do hope that this conversation has encouraged you if you're dealing with your preferences at work, at your job or at church and saying, but I don't find joy in this or I don't love this song mm. or something like that, that you can put your preference to the side. I'm going to mm. um, ask Anders to kind of pray us out and yeah. pray for the people who have heard this, that have felt, man, what can I do within my team to kind of go to the next step? But also how can I, as a leader, as a person, as a mother, as a father, put my preferences mm. preferences mm -hmm. to the side for the so sake good. of yeah. the yeah. team. Yeah, I guess I'll pray really quick. And one last reminder, just hearing what Alex is saying. Um, church was never meant to be the, the only place we experience Jesus. Yeah. And so, gosh, it's okay to have preferences. Right. And Jesus says, take, you know, when you pray, go into your room in secret, close the door and you have mm. your prayer time. Right. So take your preferences with you there. Mm. Let that be the place where you experience you because the right. original church was supposed to be everyone experienced Jesus and the kingdom of heaven on their own. And let's come together once a week and share stories of what God has yeah. done. Wow. That's Not so let's good. come wow. together once a week and find what speaks to us most. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were supposed to find what speaks to you most during the week. So when you show up on Sunday, you can, you can help bring yeah. that little slice of the kingdom of heaven right. to the greater congregation. So when Anthony's bringing the slice of the kingdom and Alex is bringing her slice of the kingdom and Joseph is bringing his slice of the kingdom, and then that's combined with my slice of the kingdom, that is church. That's church. Hey. So, Holy Spirit, we just give this time mm. to you. Thank you. Father, God. forgive us. I repent for all the times I've made a God out of preference. Mm. 
right. that yeah. I've tried to paint a picture of you that's all about my wants and my feelings and my desires. God, those things are important and I and help encourage me to find those moments on my own. Mm-hmm. But Lord, for all the times that I've tried to make ministry or doing your work or worshiping you in a community about me, mm-hmm. Lord, I repent for that. And I pray, Father, for everyone listening, everyone watching, um, Lord, everyone on these teams, that we would all learn how to hold on tightly to those pieces of who you are that speak to us, but not to try to force everyone else to experience you the same way. And so God, teach us how to appreciate the gospel songs and the CCM songs Mm -hmm. and the Spanish songs and the Swedish songs. Mm -hmm. God, teach us how to find the conviction and and an encounter with the Holy Spirit through all of these different expressions of worship, Father. It's totally not about us. We're the worst humans ever. We need you. We need you, And so, Lord, let it be always about us finding you and being changed by you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Awesome. So good. Great one. Great one.